This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Christmas Eve to everybody out there. Special, special edition on show, uh, bringing in one of my my young bucks as as a as a fill in hitter for for Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. Hope you guys are enjoying your Christmas Eve with your families, and you're probably still asleep. You're getting some much needed rest, so you guys rest up. I got my man Berto in the building with me. I got my name, my man Rick Rick H Herrera in the building with us. He's going, it's uh, he's, one pro and two Mexicans. Yeah, one pro. <laughs> Two people of Mexican descent is is how I'll say that because I go ahead hit the button go you, we we could get out of the game racist with it. yeah there we go Off top. all right uh, we got my man Brian Brian Finley's in the back uh, he'll be doing he'll be doing the updates for us and I got my man James Jackson of Straight Facts Podcast yes sir part of the Up on Game presents uh, channel you can check them out on on where any and every podcast that you download is available welcome into the show brother what's 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 going on nothing much man i appreciate you having me and then the straight facts shout out off the top i love that man i'm, I'm excited to be here oh you gotta love that it's two pros and a cup of joe as we mentioned and and yeah you know we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about sports obviously we had some stuff go down with the titans 49ers game that that ended kind of interestingly so to speak you know figuratively and and possibly uh well, literally as well. Then we got we'll talk Bills and Pats. It's a big game. We'll talk Pro Bowl. Everybody loves talking about Pro Bowl snubs. We'll we'll get to that. Guess what else we're going to get to, man? You know, we got to get to this conversation of the national championship can be won by forfeit. And I, I just I'm interested to get your thought. Your I mean, take on this. That, that's a that's a big deal because we were seeing the NCAA, you know, kind of do things that even the NFL is not willing to do. The NBA is not willing to do only really the NHL we've seen is willing to do is move games or postpone or make teams forfeit. And they're willing to do it on, on, on the biggest stage. OK, I, hold I, on. Hold on. We ain't getting yeah. to it yet. Right. It's a tease. All right. It's, it's just a tease. Just, just a tease. Little sprinkle. Little sprinkle. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Little, 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 <laughs> little sprinkle. Little sprinkle. All right, so in the in the in the spirit of of Christmas Eve, we got to start the show off with Christmas Eve family traditions. Got to got to do it. I'm I'm excited about hearing this. We'll start off with you, James. Is there a, which by the way, James flew in to California and is in studio doing the show live and direct live and direct from from the east coast he's yeah. from from p-town yes. from, from philly philly stand up we here man shots out to philadelphia what is it uh delaware valley shots out to the dell valley yeah a bit close you close you from you from the other side of the so street. do you eat halushki and 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 uh and and uh what is it um what, what you trying to Meatball sandwiches on Christmas Eve. What what is James Jackson's? What, what is his? What what's his family Christmas Eve tradition? I'm really interested to to figure out where you got meatball meatball subs from. Like that's well, because my wife is from from South, South Jersey, Jersey, which is you know Delaware Valley, right, right, right which the they kind of you know 
they relate more to Philadelphians than they do to New Jerseyans mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. So it's like this weird thing, but yeah, meatball sam meat, meatballs in, in, in the in the crock look, pot. They 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 might be they might associate with Philly. That that's their own style though. Me, okay, me, okay. Meatball sandwiches. That's, okay. that's their own style. What you got? Uh, like I don't I don't have any really like you know concrete family traditions on Christmas Eve. I got two big families on on both my mom and dad's side. Okay. My my dad's mom, my grandma, and my dad's side is a reverend, retired reverend. Okay. Um. So all of every Christmas Eve, the family's in church, man. Family's Oof. in church. And is that not a bad thing? I don't I don't want to say it. Please, Oof. grandma, if you're listening, I definitely don't want to say that it's a bad thing. Love, it's not a bad. I love thing, going to church. Love but, going to church okay. with the family. Shouts out to to the Christian faiths and <laughs> all the spiritual faiths yeah. and the. Faith, faiths and the out faiths there, out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But being, being, t- I'll put it this How way: How long are you in church for? That, that's the big, that's the big question. It's a little longer, sir. Christmas Eve service, a little longer service, so about about maybe hour fifteen hours. Are and there half. mimes and 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 singing and dancing? Uh, and of of course, you know, singing. Is there a play with the kids and they don't know <laughs> not, their lines and, and they just stand up there I, with snot coming out their I, nose? A couple, a couple of years, yeah, we've had to sit through the, the the nativity and you know you give the little golf claps at the end. They did their best, Lavar. The kids did their best, all right. all right. You know what I mean? Is there a kid that can't play the drums but they're <laughs> playing the drums and they play the same exact tune every single song that's sung there, there, there's the kid who forgets the line you got to come out and whisper in his ear what he's supposed to say everybody still claps for him that's okay though because right. you know you say he was on a big stage i'm a preacher's kid by the way just Are so you? you know there you go so, so you know, i'm speaking so you know the deal. from experience so you know the deal what do you do after church Go or home. do y'all eat? Do y'all eat at the church? Good, of course, it's good food. It's at not, the church. It's not. Nah, do y'all eat at the church? You, you, you know, you go into the back. You you got your meals on 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 the paper plates in the back. The church cornbread, the church collard greens, and the okay. church chicken, of course. But it's always good. It's okay. always slammed down. I got aunties in the back there working during the whole service preparing this food. It's, it's it's good faith, good food, good family. That's that's my Christmas Eve tradition right there. All right, can you can you top that, Berto? Well, uh, for for us, uh, you know, uh, Mexican or Latino tradition is to get together Christmas Eve around early afternoon, and uh, you'll get together, grub some tamales as you had yeah, yesterday. They were amazing. Tamales. They were amazing. Uh, alcohol, lots of alcohol involved. Uh, <laughs> uh, some beer, some tequila. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, open up gifts at, at midnight. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, from my, well, we go, I go to my in-laws first now. Now that I'm married, I go to the in-laws first, okay. and then there, uh, so my so so my daughter so my daughter can open gifts uh, with my with their, her grandparents. She'll open a gift like around eight o'clock. We we'll let her open gifts earlier than uh, than, than than normal, and then we'll go to then we'll head out to my family's house and do the same. So y'all don't play mariachi band music. Really uh, loud. I, I so no. so let me just preface this. It can by get expensive. Saying, uh, but but what about what about from a speaker, like I either oh, was yeah, a, for sure. Either Loud it was a speaker, playing. yeah, yeah, for sure. Or it was a real band, and I think it was a real band. Real band. People, uh, people uh, do do that. Yeah. It was across the street, yeah. from me. My neighbor shots out to my neighbors, <laughs> and they went all night long. They was going in. They do that. They was some I mean, families that my family hasn't done it, but yeah, there's plenty of families that do that. All right, all, well, right. all out. Wilding out. Where you at, Rick? What 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 do you got? Well, this may surprise you, Lavar, but I, I do the exact same thing Roberto does. Oh, so so <laughs> tamales. So so I'm gonna stay away from it. Yep. Are you all right? You took it out of my head. I would stay away from it. All right. I am surprised by the fact that you guys do exactly the same thing. Maybe y'all would have had 
somewhat of a different approach to the music. Christmas I thought Eve? I thought the music would be different. I definitely didn't think the music would be the same. I'm wrong. All right. Now, if we could go three in a row with 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 Brian, now that, that would that, be that, yeah, that would be something else. Now that would be interesting, <laughs> Brian. Guys, good to hear from you. Yes. How you doing, man? What you got going on? So here's a tradition of mine. I Every Christmas Eve, I am in the living room where the Christmas tree is located, and I set up a camcorder with a tripod, and I film Santa coming through down the chimney. And I take that <laughs> material, I take that footage, and I come home afterwards, and I wake up, and I, and I watch it. So even at my age, I film Santa, and I and I do it every year. I've been doing it since I was young. I'm 33 years old now, and I have footage of Santa. And then I also will take some of the cookies that I put, and I'll finish off the cookies in the morning. You so, finish them off. Yes. So, so you only so, eat a someone, little bit of them. Someone else ate the cookies? Well, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to get to the weirdest-ass part of this story in a minute. <laughs> But I'm going to start with the cookies. Yeah. So you eat the rest of the cookies. So who eats the first part of the cookies, Brian? Well, I have a surveillance video of Santa. So I see him shoving some of the cookie into his mouth. Shoves it in his mouth. Huh? Shoves mm. it in his mouth. All right. Stuffing and scarfing his face down. Mm. Mm. And some of the crumbs are rolling down his, his red silky suit. And oh, whatever wow. he finishes with, I will down with a nice cup of milk. Do you finish his milk or do you get your own cup of milk? I actually finish his milk and then I get another cup of milk because it's never enough because I love milk. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. The com- the commitment to the whole Santa a bit and illusion. like that That's what I love here is, is you really... Yeah. You love the, that? The, the, the com- I mean, if you're going to do something, do it, do it to the fullest, right? Like he's got surveillance of, of Santa coming down like he could never deny Santa's existence. And you said you started this tradition how long ago? Oh, and I was a young boy, which to many people, some people think I've never grown up, and a lot of people actually say that. You started that. filming as a young boy? <laughs> were you also Santa as were, a young boy? Were you setting up the tripod <laughs> and everything as a young boy, Brian Finley? A lot of this fascinating. You know, I was really interested in film. I was interested in videography as a young chap, and I thought, why not work on you know, getting the shot right, working on the zoom, working on the focus and getting Santa on camera so that I have the documentation of Santa. So it's a great thing. So you have them all documented, all documented. Yes. On VHS tapes, by the way. Have you, have you not transferred any of them to to digital? Well, that's the next step. Dropbox. I, I could Dropbox, but it's so hard, as you guys know, to find a VCR these days, let alone a DVD player. So if, if you know somebody in tech, I can get Santa's. You know, I can show you him. I just need to find a way to get it online. Your lost Santa files. Well, they're they're, they're going to write a movie about that. I'm surprised that Berto didn't start playing the unsolved mystery music when we just listened to what we just heard. I I just, I was going to tell a Christmas tradition story and it just doesn't feel right to say one after, after this, after what just took place. I'm I'm really surprised no one does, you know, the the matching pajamas on Christmas Eve. No, you're telling me no one's family here does them. LeVar, you're telling me your family doesn't do the matching pajamas? We have done it. I wouldn't say it's a tradition, but we have done the onesie. The The onesie thing? Yes. We have done it and and actually did family photos, but I'm still kind of locked in on uh, Brian Finley. <laughs> uh, before we go to break, I, I'm 
What do you think, Berto? What 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 do you what do you think about this? Well, well it's good. I, I don't think it's bad. When he started talking about his story, I thought I was gonna say he films, he records himself naked. That's how I was. Yeah, I was like, that would didn't go that way. That would have actually made more sense yeah. to me than <laughs> capturing uh, Santa, Santa stuffing cookies <laughs> down his throat, finishing the milk too. And and not finishing the milk, drinking some of the milk, Brian and Brian finish, comes Brian and finishes the milk. milk. All right. You're listening to Two <laughs> Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, I'm LeVar Arrington. They're, they're hopefully not doing uh, Christmas traditions on Christmas Eve like Brian Finley. I'm not judging you, Brian. I promise you. I appreciate your candidness. I appreciate the truthfulness. Um yeah, that just gave us a great segment of radio because I, I tell you what, there's probably a lot of people sitting there uh, feeling the same exact way I'm feeling right now. Anyways, I digress. I got my man James Jackson in the building from Straight Facts Podcast. Yes, He's filling in and we're going to talk some sports, but it is the holiday. It is Christmas Eve and we want to make sure that, well, we, we do some things that are festive. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, so you just going to play this one out of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know heartbreaks, setbacks. Yeah. We really on the West Coast, huh? When I hear this song, we we in the West. So part, you know what's funny about that is this is for uh, this is for raising Cain, raising Canaan. So this is New York. No. So how about that? We're on your side of things, and mm-hmm. we are on your side of things. Good morning to everybody out there. Happy Christmas Eve to everybody. Welcome into the show. You're listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. That voice you're hearing. That's James Jackson from Straight Facts Podcast. I'm LeVar Arrington. Brady and Jonas are off today. Hopefully they are looking at their eyelids. Um, I got us, fellas. I, we, we, Me and James, we got it today. We got Berto up in here. Berto is a part of the OG crew as well. He's here. Shots out to Berto. We got my man Rick Herrera <laughs> up in his <laughs> joint. And we got my man Brian <laughs> tripod for uh mr santa uh finley in there doing our updates so uh we got a full crew here today and we got some full uh full topics to a full slate of topics to get to so again happy happy holidays to everyone out there hope everybody's driving safe hope everybody's warm and and okay obviously um and let's talk some let's talk some sports man let's 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 get to this um Oh, well, and if you've missed anything, by the way, just make sure you go check out our podcast, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, on any podcasting platform that's out there wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you check us out. Give us a rating. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, we try to give you guys some great content, so there's there's always that. Uh, James, I, I, I want to touch on this Bills-Pats game coming up here. It's, Big one. It's, it is – a very very big game and here here's why to me it's a big game all right the reason why i look at this game as a big game is because the bills have not shown that they are as dominant as people were anticipating in fact i would go as far as to say the bills have disappointed 
in terms of what we thought they would be. Uh, they have not been a dominant team. They have not been a team where you can sit there and hang your hat on and say this is the best team coming out of the AFC. The Patriots come out of nowhere. Well, to some maybe they come out of nowhere and and turn things into a really, really interesting season. I mean, I think Belichick is the coach of the year. I think it's hands down. Hands down, right? I think right? it's hands down. And, and so now – when you thought that it was just a runaway season for the Bills, they find themselves in a game with a Patriots team that has the same mirror image uh, record as they do, and this is for this division. The, this is for the division. So now this turns into a massive game. I'll ask you this: Is it more massive for Buffalo, or is it more massive for New England? It's more massive for Buffalo. New England, I think, at this point is is almost playing with house money. Like you said, that you know, no one expected them to be here at this point of the season. Everything that they have now is a, is a bonus, unless there's a, a you know horrific collapse. But you talked about the Bills, eight and six. That's shaky, baby. Like yeah. that's not that's not what we thought about from a team who you know was going toe to toe with the Kansas City Chiefs last year in the AFC Championship game. And it's 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 a leap year for the Buffalo Bills. It was a leap year for Josh Allen. It was a leap year for Sean McDermott for every or Sean uh, yeah Sean McDermott and, and everybody. And that's the disappointment is we're not seeing that leap. Like Josh Allen at this point should be in MVP conversations. The Bills at this point should be first in the AFC. You know contending with the Chiefs. And when we don't see that, and we see eight and six, and we see a fourteen to ten loss, we see a disappointing loss to the Buccaneers where you know you, you couldn't pull it out late. You got dominated for most of the game. Like that's not what we we expected to see from the Buffalo Bills, and you're right, that's so disappointing. But they do have a chance to kind of negate it all. They do have a chance to bounce back if they beat the Patriots, take you know first or, or tie for first in AFC East again, and, and kind of go on this little run and make the playoffs. It, it's not going to be all is forgiven, but most is forgotten. I'll say. Hmm. Uh, New England is is negative two on on the line. I I. I almost want to say we've been so disappointed by the ups and downs of of the Buffalo Bills that I almost feel like this is a bigger game for, for New England. How so? The reason why I think that it's a bigger game for New England is because, for one, the way they started off the season, it was kind of it was a shaky, it mm. was a shaky start. Shaky, baby. Shaky. And then they turn into what they've turned into – and they have been proving that they are a team to be reckoned with the rest of the way. Now they took their lump last week against against the Colts. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone would lose their minds over saying, "Well, they took an L to the Colts," which is why I think it's well, watch why I think it's a bigger game okay. for the Bills. Yeah. Now, so as they are leading, pushing towards being at the point at at some point in time being the number one seed. In the AFC, they have a little slide, mm-hmm. but still can win the division and go into the playoffs as as a home field advantage team. I think that them getting home field advantage and the way that they have come on this year, I think they're more of a factor in the playoffs. I think they'll be more of a factor in the playoffs right now this year than even Buffalo would be. Ooh. 
Berta, you got a hot take button back there. You got a you got a you got a hot take button. Did you like that? Yeah, it was, that was a little, did you, did low you, heat, low heat on hey, Christmas Berta, Eve. Did, did you like that, Berta? Did he like that one? Did you like that? There okay, you go. Cool, there you cool. go. All right. Um, no, I mean, I, I I see what you're saying, but from the mere point of, you know, we talked about how how, how the Patriots. Like, you listen to the surprise in your voice. The Patriots could be the one seed. The Patriots, you know, look like the, the team to be reckoned with. The mere fact that that's not what we expected is why this game is so pivotal for the Bills. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I if, the Bills get that. Do, if the Bills don't have home field advantage up until the AFC Championship game, if they go on the road for the first two games of the playoffs, I, I don't have confidence in the Bills to, to make it past, you know, the divisional round. I don't. I think they, they got to be home up until Kansas City to really have a big shot at this. And that's what they've shown me this season. But see, I think we know what we don't know about Tennessee right now. Okay. I don't know how good – or excuse me, about the Bills. I don't know what – and Tennessee too. I don't know what I – I know I don't know about the Buffalo Bills. Meaning, meaning, I don't know when they're going to win. Like, I have no idea of the level of – dominance they have as a team when we were expecting them to be a dominant team they they're high ranking on offense mm-hmm. they're high ranking on defense and they have not they have not shown to be that type of a team that actually you can look at them and you can say okay we're looking at the chiefs chiefs might not lose another game we we're looking at tampa bay and it's like tampa bay is struggling and we'll get we'll touch on that as well but I don't think you lose hope in the fact that this is a team that can give you results. When I look at when I look at the Bills, it's like Josh Allen has given me no reason to think that he's taken any steps forward. In fact, I feel like he's taken steps backwards this year. Yeah, he hasn't shown to be a dominant quarterback. At the very least, he's running in place. At the very least, he's he's spinning his wheels. You either get better or you get worse in my book. A lot of people feel that way, and I feel like he hasn't gotten better, so he had to have gotten worse. Yeah. There had to have been a regression. They have lost games they shouldn't have lost, and and while we can look at other teams and say, oh, well, Tom Brady just got shut out and lost to, to a Saints team, um, we can look at losses that teams have taken. I just look at this Bills team, and I know that the Bills team has the propensity to lose games that they shouldn't lose. So I don't know who the the Bills are. I don't like the Bills could turn into the team that actually goes to the Super Bowl. They're good enough to actually turn the corner and go to the Super Bowl. If that switch flips. But I don't know that 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 switch will flip and I don't have the confidence in that. And I look at this New England Patriots team and I say they're trending up and I don't know how long that will last for them trending up meaning that it's not going to stop this year. Mm-mm. It might be f- for the entire duration of Bill Belichick's rest of his time coaching that they're trending up with Mac Jones. I was not a Mac Jones fan. I didn't know that he would be this type of guy in the league. Give him props. I, I thought that Zach Wilson would be the one that that emerges out of out of them all. I thought that that uh, I thought that my kid Justin Fields out of out of Chicago out of Ohio State would be the best talent, but maybe the team wasn't going to be good enough. I thought that the Jets wouldn't be that good, but I thought that they'd take enough steps forward where you could look at Zach Wilson and say this is a guy, and that did not happen. Mac Jones is is probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year, and this team looks really, really good, like they're going in the right direction. 
So to me, a win over the Bills almost solidifies the season for them. And then secondly, that puts them right back in the conversation of now having home field advantage in the playoffs. This 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 New England Patriots team not only is is in a good position, but I think they're very dangerous to the rest of the, the AFC if they get that. And I think that that's a bigger deal than the Bills winning. If the Bills win, it's like, all right, the Bills probably were supposed to win. They're going to get – they're going to win the division and they're supposed to be the home field guys – but you're sitting there like, what Bills team are we going to get? And and I think you the, the key word in that and the key word of the day is confidence. We don't have confidence in the Bills because the Bills aren't playing with confidence. You look at the way Josh Allen plays, and last year there was so much swagger when Josh Allen played. He was making throws that he knew. Was, it's like when Steph Curry gets hot. Like when, when Josh Allen was throwing the ball last year, he knew it was going to get completed. I, I know where it's going. This year – there's a, there's a whole lot of second-guessing when it comes to the Bills. The play calling, the play execution, you know, what they do on the field. I can see it's not operating with complete confidence and, and just letting the game come to them. There's a whole lot of second-guessing. With New England, the reason why the rest of the NFL should be afraid of where New England is right now is because they're ahead of schedule. They're very much ahead of schedule in their process. They're not supposed to be where they are right now. And when you give somebody like Bill Belichick like that runway of mm-hmm. – you know, we're ahead of schedule. Like, they're okay with not winning it all this year. They're okay with not going to the AFC Championship game this year. They're going to try their hardest, but they were not supposed to do that this year. But the success that they have, especially with Mac Jones, who, by the way, I, I foresaw him being the most successful quarterback, not the most talented rookie okay. one, but but the, the, like situ- the situation he was in, like, he had the best situation of any rookie quarterback. And so I wasn't surprised that he's winning the most games as, as a rookie quarterback. But... Now this season is going to tell Bill Belichick and company exactly the holes that they have for you know moving forward. That's why it's so scary. They're they're going to put it all together. You're listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. That's James Jackson, Straight Facts Podcast. I'm LeVar Arrington. Jonas and Brady are off today. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ernie, you the Rudolph. You the new Rudolph now. <laughs> Ernie, 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 Ernie. You got to replace Rudolph. I can't get with Ernie, man. I got to see Ernie, Ernie, Ernie. You know why he said Ernie? Because don't Bert and Ernie have red noses? I mean, let's be real here. I, I'm hey. a Sesame Street buff. Hey, no. You ain't going to just trick us into thinking that <laughs> Rudolph has been replaced with a fictitious character with a red nose named Ernie. That's a good shout. I never even put that together. Ernie, Bert and Ernie, right? Got red noses. I don't know that Ernie's nose is, is red. Though. I mean, I'm kind of taking your word for it. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Which one is Bert? Red Which one's nose. Ernie? Yeah. 
how you feel about this, Brian? You've been uh, you've been undressed, bro. You've been found. You guys are overthinking it. See, I haven't watched, unlike you two, who probably watch Sesame Street pretty frequently. Well, I you watched... got some bleeping nerve. Pretty frequently. Yeah. To come at me about watching Sesame Street, which I, mean, I do watch Sesame Street. I'm a man of the truth. But you're the one talking about protect my innocence as a kid, and well, therefore I set up my tripod, <laughs> and I shove the rest of the cookie down my throat. That's how you sound, Brian, by the way. With milk. That's how you, you sound. You got some nerve, Brian, saying I'm overthinking it. You are, because that is not the reason why I picked Ernie. That's just the name that Santa picked out for the new Rudolph, uh, who, uh, as we mentioned, So that's retired. not the name why you picked... You, that's not the reason why you picked the name that Santa picked. No, I don't think about Sesame Street as often as you do, LeVar. Hmm. That's interesting. And that's a drop. That is a drop. That is a drop. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, well. I, I mean, maybe I exposed you for your love of Sesame Street, which is totally cool. There's so much great content out there, LeVar. I don't blame you. That's possible. That is possible, and this might be the most awkward intro into a segment uh, in the history of the show. Um, Ernie, you know, replacing Rudolph, me overthinking it, being a Sesame Street freak, uh, and and Brian being a, uh, well, a Santa groupie <laughs> that records him since five years old with his tripod. Groupie is a good way to put it. With VHS cassette recorder. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, welcome back to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. That was uh, Brian Finley. Uh, he'll be talking to us shortly. He'll be giving us an update on uh, news of the day. Uh, I'm sure some of it may include uh, a tripod and and cookies and milk. I will, will, I'm going to just take a guess on that one and think that that's a possibility. But until then. I got my man James Jackson with me from yes, sir. Straight Facts Podcast mm-hmm. on Up On Game Presents. Make sure you check him out. Uh, check him out on his YouTube page. Check mm-hmm. them out. It's a crew, uh, up and coming stars. I think that James is is a fine young uh, new talent in the industry. So I'm happy to be sitting here working with you today, my friend. Pleasure's all mine. Honor's all mine. OG. Thank all you. Right. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the 2022s the Pro Bowl snubs, all right? Who, Who is the first one that, that comes to mind for you? The absolute first one that comes to mind to me, and I don't know how this man didn't make the Pro Bowl because he is the entire Atlanta Falcons offense, and that's Cordero Patterson. Mm. Now, you want to talk about a, a, a playmaker every time he touches the football, the, the you know, the, the potential of him getting to the end zone literally any time he touches the ball – I mean, that's crazy. I mean, he's, he's, he's got an 86 PFF grade as a running back. That's top five in the league. So I, I unders- the only way I understand him not going to the Pro Bowl is because you can't, can't really peg him at a position. Yeah, I was about to say, that, what position do you put him at? Put him at one. I don't put him at one. Do you put, so you, you put, put Debo, him at receiver. You put Debo at wide receiver. Debo's the same guy. Debo has f- like six rushing touchdowns this year. So, like, so you think he should I, I replace don't, Debo Samuels? No, I think he should Samuel. replace – Alvin Kamara. I think most oh. most of his touches have come out the backfield this year, and he's been productive every single time. But I think one, he's been healthy all year, unlike Alvin Kamara. So I think 
if I that's why I said earlier, if I were to take one James Conner, Alvin Kamara off the board for the Pro Bowl, I'm taking Alvin Kamara. I'm keeping James Conner because he's among the league leaders in rushing touchdowns. You could put him in there for that. But to me, Cordero Patterson has had a better output with with what season he's had than Alvin Kamara has had with his. And the and the Falcons and Saints aren't separated by all too much, to be honest. Hmm. Okay. That's the biggest. To me, that's the biggest. That's the biggest one. That's the biggest one in the NFL to me. That's the biggest snub. I'm gonna stay at running back. Go ahead. Why isn't Derrick Henry a Pro Bowler? Because he's not playing. So you're telling me if Tom Brady went out two weeks ago, or Aaron Rodgers went out six weeks ago? I say it was longer than two. Okay. But it's still if Aaron if they went out six weeks ago, they're not in the Pro Bowl. Why not? So we're not basing it off of body of work. Are we basing it off of availability? It's got to be availability goes into it. It's got to be proportionate though. Like like if if your body of work he is hasn't good, played but since week eight, he's still what top five in rushing probably. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess fifth that. in the NFL in rushing. Yeah, fourth in rushing touchdowns. And and obviously no player has proven to be more valuable now, to now, their team now what if, than Derrick Henry. Because if you give him a Pro Bowl spot, is he gonna play? Do you just no. give him you just giving him the nod just to give him the nod? All right, so do you not become an all pro just because you got injured? That's a good point. That's you a good point. Well, I'm so you put the alternate in, like you at least acknowledge the fact acknowledge that him. he had a Pro Bowl caliber season. And you make him a pro bowler and you use we've, an alternate. We've also seen people. We've seen that happen before, haven't we? Yeah, and we've also seen people make the all pro without making the pro bowl. So oh, like, like, of course. So it, the so pro bowl Pro Bowl isn't considered to be as important as, as all, pro. all pro. No, not close. All pro is much different. You also have to take into consideration the fan vote that goes into pro bowl. That's no, it's, correct. No one's going to vote for a, a player who's not playing right now. All right. Let me throw another one at you. Go ahead. Joe Burrow. Snub. Snub. You're telling me that Lamar Jackson deserves to be in the Pro Bowl over Joe Burrow. That is it, are you is that what you're telling me? Because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. I love it. You know, I'm one of the biggest Lamar Jackson fans out there. I think he continues to prove people wrong on a week to week, year to year basis. Joe Burrow should be in the Pro Bowl right now over Lamar Jackson. It's I mean it's simple. I, I get the interceptions don't it's look good. It's a hard one. It's a hard one, and it's a legit one at the same time. It's like you can legitimize the fact that Joe Burrow should have unseated Lamar Jackson. Lamar didn't have the type of year that he generally has. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone would debate that. And Joe not lighting the world on fire now. 26-14 at the TD interception ratio. Like, I get it. Yeah. But – He's he's taking an offense led by a rookie a rookie wide receiver and no offensive line. Let's remember that that they sold their souls in the offensive line to get Jamar Chase. So no offensive line. He still has a passer rating of over a hundred, even with that ratio that you mentioned. And and I think Joe Mixon's success comes off of how much the the, the offense is open because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and everybody are doing such a good job. I, I certainly believe that the debate point is between him and Lamar at that position. That's right there. Okay, give me a drum roll. Uh, you, are you drum roll ready? No, you're not drum. You got a drum roll for me? Because here's what's interesting. Before we go to the update, I want a drum roll, and I want Berto to settle this. Is it Lamar Jackson or is it Joe Burrow? 
Joe Burrow. Oh. I knew I liked you, Birdo. Oh. Always knew I liked you, man. Oh. Oh. Always knew I liked you. Let's keep this conversation going and let's really, uh, you know, let's talk about a few more people that, that are on this list. Uh, Berto, do you have anybody on this snub list? Like, I don't see very many uh, Raiders. Now, you guys have a, a linebacker that definitely was was balling out mm-hmm. and 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 made it on to uh you know what was going on but a lot of Crosby people Crosby made it Crosby deserved to be on there Yeah, so Max Crosby got yeah. it. Yeah. There was a linebacker that made it too Denzel though. Perryman. Perryman, he is yeah. a bad boy, mm-hmm. bro. He beast. He beast. Denzel Perryman is a bad man. Hey, Yannick is a is a guy too. I was about to say y'all can have Yannick and Gakwe on there. Gakwe, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a, he can do it. Um who you think is 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 that the ones you want to go with? Is there anybody yeah, that, else? Yeah, that's uh, Derek Carr. Uh, come on, man. You just said you wanted Matt Ryan before on, Derek. Over yeah, there's Derek no room Carr. for Derek Carr on there, but he's he had a solid year. I mean, up and so, down. Solid. We, the solid don't get you in the Pro Bowl, man. No, yeah. I'm just saying though. You you're you're saying you're advocating for a quarterback that you said you would take Matt Ryan for in a heartbeat. You remember that? Well, Matt Ryan what, did win an MVP, right? The Derek Carson won MVP. He did win an MVP. He did do that. He did do it. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, are you still living in that Derek Carr should be somewhere else? Uh, like I said earlier. Outside of the Pro Bowl? Outside of the Pro Bowl? No, nah, yeah. He, he, doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve to be on the Pro Bowl. Nah. All right. All right. Okay. I'm good with, who, with the Raiders that made the team. Hey, Cole, baby. Best punter in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My next All jersey right. right there. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 visit Matthew Stafford. Now, when you look at the list of quarterbacks on the NFC quarterbacks list, and, and, and we discussed it, A Rod, uh Tom Brady, uh who's the third one? Kyler Murray. Okay. I'm taking Kyler out. I'm, I, For Matthew Stafford, I'm I I might be subject to recency bias right here. Okay, but to me, availability is your best ability. And when Kyler Murray went out, the Cardinals went two and one, three and one. Like they were they were still winning football games with without him on the field. And it, since he's come back and since he's lost DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray hasn't looked the same. And all the evidence I need is losing to the Lions. Is is not being able to pull one out against the Lions late. Since the DeAndre Hopkins injury, he's like bottom half of the league in red zone conversions, in passing touchdowns, in plays of over 20 yards. Like the explosive Kyler Murray that we're used to seeing is not there. And then Matt Stafford took his lumps in the the middle part of the season in that little rough two, three-game stretch. And then when he lost Robert Woods and got Odell Beckham Jr., now the offense looks like they're clicking again. And to me... I think Matthew Stafford just should round out that elder statesman, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback room. All right, so Merry Christmas to you, Brian. Merry Christmas, Brian. All, all, all love. Uh, I, I gotta say, I do believe Kyler Murray should be in over Stafford, and here's why I'm gonna say it: because for most of this season, Kyler Murray has been on a tear. As a quarterback, and this, in fact, has been his best season on a tear 
that we've seen. And, I mean, it was of MVP level that he's been playing. It's only been recent weeks, you know, and I think it's really because of his ankle. I I think it's because of his health. Uh, Stafford does have better stats than, than Kyler Murray, but where I will say Stafford has better stats, I will also say that the Cardinals are still ahead of the Rams. And although the Rams did beat them this time around, the first time, if you recall the first time around, Kyler and Arizona thumped them boys. They did. Thumped them. And and the, and the head-to-head means a lot. If, if, I'm, if I'm judging who should go in over each other, head-to-head does mean a lot. There's something to be said for that. I, I just think right now, yes, he has fallen off. Kyler has um, a bit. But you can't disqualify through recency effect the impact that he's had on on his team. That's true. That's true. And that makes it difficult for me to justify it for Matthew Stafford because the Rams have been very inconsistent during the course of this season. You didn't know if they were coming or going at one point. And while I will sit here and I have been awed and wowed by Matthew Stafford's arm talent. um, I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. I I I I I enjoy watching him spin the ball. But you take away Cooper Cup and I don't know what you have. Okay, well well we took away DeAndre Hopkins and what do we have for Kyler Murray? You're talking about the the inconsistencies they lost. OG they lost to the Lions. That that's the most inconsistent thing you can show me no, from a I, quote unquote title I, contender. I think that's a great argument point or a discussion point for certain I think that's a a great point but I also will say I do not think Kyler Murray is the same player right now after that ankle injury he is not uh, and, and it's the reason it's also another reason why I give a lot of grace to to Baker Mayfield to understand being off balance as as a player and as an athlete is sometimes an understated uh, understated deal the fact that you have to go out there and you feel the type of pain that you feel in your extremities, it impacts the way you do things. Certain plays that that Baker and Kyler would have made, they're not making because they're not mobile enough. For to sure, do it. for sure. And and you're seeing, I, I I haven't looked at it, but if we were to look at how many times Kyler has been sacked since coming back from that injury, I bet you it's 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 a higher rating, a, a higher total mm-hmm. than what it's been all season. Yeah, you're so right. So I attribute some of what his 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 fallback to to his health, and and so to me, while I'll say I get it, like yes, he did have uh, some poor games, and he did lose to a to, poor to, team to, to Detroit. I mean, there's no arguing that. To Detroit. There's no arguing that. And and I, I hear everything you're saying, but to me, you can't make the Pro Bowl off the benefit of the doubt. I can't give you the Pro Bowl just because I understand you're playing less because you're a little bit banged up. That that doesn't get you a Pro Bowl nod. That doesn't get you an all-star selection to me. It, it, it makes me not say you're a bad quarterback. It makes me say that if you don't make the playoffs, you don't do something great. It's not necessarily your fault. But I can't put – I mean, Matt Stafford is working with 1,000 more yards, 10 more touchdowns, just as many interceptions and six more quarterback point, six more points on his quarterback rating. So, if you want me to get out of recency bias and look at this season in a vacuum for him, there it is. That's that's it's Matt Stafford. So, Matthew Stafford has had more of an impact on the Rams than Kyler has had on the, on the the Cardinals. 
And does that justify him being a pro bowler? See, to me, I have to now go back to saying Kyler Murray has had more of an impact on Arizona than Matthew Stafford has had on the Rams. Take Matt Stafford away from the Rams, and they don't go positive in in their record with him out. The Cardinals Cardinals won more games than lost without Kyler. But Jared Goff was – his his stat line is almost identical to Matthew Stafford's this year. So if you take Matthew Stafford out and you have Jared Goff in there, you still have the same production. To more, me, when I less. when I look at Arizona, when I look at the Arizona Cardinals, I say to myself, they're number one in their division. They're leading over, over the Rams. Over the Rams. Over the Rams. And and for that, I have to ask myself, why is Arizona number one in what was considered to be going into the season, largely in part, the toughest yeah. and the best division in all of, all of the game. I think that was a little smoke and mirror, though, because we're seeing it. It, it might have been, but at the time, it probably wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we expected the Rams. The Rams started to fall off, right? But then they, they came back. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on with Seattle. Yeah, throw them in the trash. Um, and then obviously you got to take a, a good look at, at what's going on with uh, with San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and they haven't turned out to be what they needed to be. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, the conversation will continue on. Uh, but for all the snubs, you know, m- maybe next year. <laughs> That's how you're doing maybe, them, man. Maybe next year. That's how you're doing them. I got three of them. Uh, <laughs> shots out to everybody. Uh, happy, happy holidays. Happy Christmas Eve. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Uh, 